As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning. Welcome to Friday Travel and Cruise Industry News on this, the second day of June 2023. Coming to you from Bedford County, Virginia, Central Virginia area. Not a whole lot in the news world today, folks. We do have one pretty big story about the Carnival Panorama being delayed. We've got to look at some weekend weather and how it might affect you guys planning on cruising this weekend. And we've got a complete restructuring of Carnival. Not sure how I feel about the restructuring, but you know, I don't have anything to say about it. So. That and a lot more here at 11 o'clock today. Uh, today, folks, this is, this is good for uh, me, and it's good for... Uh, a few of my viewers, and uh, probably uh, any law enforcement folks that are out there. Today's National Donut Day. Go have a donut, folks. It doesn't have to be for breakfast. You can have donuts other times of the day. National Donut Day. That's, uh, that's right up there near the top of my list of holidays that I prefer. If you're listening via the podcast, welcome aboard. You can always access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net or wherever you get your podcasts from. All the big hitters, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any of those guys, just search for travel and cruise industry news, and up pops the fat travel guy. If you're listening via the podcast and want to ever jump over and take a look at uh, videos or pictures or interviews that I may be using on that day show. There's always a link in the description to for you to access the video feed. Before we get to the news this morning, uh, our buddy Hot Air Tom 
has made it on the other side of the pond. Uh, something uh, tells me that some rowing was involved, but uh, it's neither here nor there. But there you see Hot Air Tom, and it appears to be, folks, that Hot Air Tom is uh, sipping on an English beer. Shocking as that may seem, Hot Air Tom with beer. What's this world coming to? Uh, Scholar's Arms uh, is a pub uh, there uh, for uh, scholars, uh, scholarly people. I wonder why Hot Air Tom's there. Uh, but anyway, that's a pub. And as I would do if I was there, a Hot Air Tom ordered fish and chips. Now, the only uh, the fish is lovely. The chips are fine. I'm not sure I like fish and chips with peas. But anyway, that's uh, that's okay. Uh, now, Hot Air Tom did have a problem. He eats cocktail sauce on his fish. And they don't have that over there. So he got the waiter to bring him some ketchup. They have ketchup for Americans. And some horseradish. So uh, so hot air. See, here's, he's got the bottle of ketchup and he's got a dish of horseradish. So and he, boy, he slathers horseradish on things too. I like horseradish. Nothing like hot air, Tom. Puts it well when he puts it on a piece of of uh, prime rib or something. I mean, it's like half inch thick. Uh, but anyway, he mixed up his own. He said, oh, "It's pretty good." Yeah, I bet it was. So he had that to dip his fish in. And uh, you know, Hot Air Tom got in trouble before he left the states. When he was trying to, to, you know, stow on one of those rockets down there, Port Canaveral. And he got in a little hot water for that. So here we thought he was going to on the other side of the pond over there in, in Southampton uh, to get on a boat. Uh, that's what I thought he was doing. I'm wrong. He found a rocket over there. He's going to get, he's going to stow away on another one on a mission to Mars. So hopefully uh, we'll hear from Hot Air Tom from Mars at some point in time as he stows away on an English rocket. That's my story, and I'm going to stick with it. All right, my buddy Rochelle, and I'm going to, I'm, can I read you the, the message before I actually show you these? This is from the remains from the remains of ancient Egypt, with its catacombs, its castles, its forts, located on the Mediterranean shore to a cosmopolitan city, that's Alexandria, with the largest open-air public library in the Middle East. The spectacular high-tech library has award-winning has an award-winning architectural design can accommodate 7,000 people. This will, unfortunately for us, be um, Rochelle's last post from Egypt as she is uh, heading home. 
Uh, she said that she tried to capture the true essence and flavor of Egypt in her photos. And for those following along, it was an amazing adventure. It's been an amazing adventure for us too, Rochelle. And I do hope if I can catch her in town for a few days, I would love to get her on the show. I've been trying for months to hook up with her because I've got a bunch of questions for her too about some for cruise uh, life. That's the children's library, by the way. That's, that's a pretty cool entrance to a children's library. If you look at that fairly closely. Uh, and that's on the street there in Alexandria. Uh, see this, uh, I thought, I'm, I'm not sure what that is that this guy's selling. That he's got two big uh, piles of. I mean, that could be something alive or something fishy. He's a clothespin vendor. Those are all clothespins for hanging clothes up to dry. And I haven't seen clothespins like that ever in my lifetime. Anyway, he's a clothespin vendor. I thought that one was pretty cool. And this is on the river there, one of the one of the um, castle uh, fort uh, forts. And this is back in the library, inside the library. Which obviously that is one truly, truly modern facility. Outside, and I'm back looking inside from the outside. And that's for Shell leaving the anniversary, uh, the 20th anniversary of the library and heading back home. So to Rochelle Salerno, we thank you for all the effort you have put in to bring not only to me, and this wasn't specifically to me, but I have access to it, uh, to share your journeys with us. That's just awesome. Just awesome. All right, the top story today, folks, we got to talk about the Carnival Panorama and some uh, issues. So it seems that uh, the Panorama has uh, experiencing, is experiencing technical issues that impacts the ship's maximum cruising speed. Sound familiar? Numerous uh, Carnival ships have had this issue, including the Panorama once before, if I remember correctly. And because of this, it will not be arriving back at its home port in Long Beach on time tomorrow. Guests booked on the next sailing have received messages alerting them to the delay. The ship will be returning to Long Beach later than scheduled, said the uh, email. This will impact embarkation for your cruise. Carnival Panorama was scheduled to arrive and begin debarkation no later than 9 a.m. At this time, uh, the ship has sailed from Cabo San Lucas later than was expected. The last port of call on its current five-night Mexican Riviera itinerary, which left Long Beach on Saturday, May the 27th. 
that is already called on Puerto Vallarta and Mazatlan. Uh, today oh, is to be a day at sea as the ship returns to California, supposed to get in sometime in the early morning hours. The email to the next sailing guest does state that our team is working on a repair plan, which clearly indicates that repairs may not yet be underway. The issue may need further evaluation at, or specific parts may be required before work can begin. We just don't know. And like most uh, cruise lines, uh, Carnival is not going to divulge any details. Guests on board the current sailing were informed prior to embarkation that the ship's maximum cruising speed is impacted and that the port visit to Cabo San Lucas would be shortened. Uh, that ended up being incorrect. It was lengthened instead to help provide more uh, time for the ship to return to Long Beach. The current tracking data shows the ship's estimated time of arrival at Long Beach to be Drum roll. 3.30 p.m. tomorrow. And then they got to get cleared. You know, that's always good for a half hour once they land. And then they got to disembark everybody. And, uh, what's, you know, that's 4,000-some people. Uh, it's possible that this information may not reflect the latest data since they've been at sea now for some time or the ship's uh, arrival has been further revised and guests on board are not alerted to the change. Guests on the next sailing, an identical seven-night Mexican, Mexican Riviera sailing are being asked to sign up for text alerts. And we'll see more information by 6 p.m. this evening. Of course, that's the Pacific Coast time. It is possible this issue may not be resolved for the next several cruises, which has happened in the past when different Carnival cruise ships have experienced engine difficulties. Sounds to me like it could be Azapods again, but that's just my uh, ignorant opinion. The ship's safety and guests Operations are in no way impacted, only the maximum cruising speed. You know, I had this, had a similar thing happen on the Joy, uh, Norwegian Joy, while I was on it. And it threw a couple of our port calls off on timing, but they were able to fix it on the fly. And the end of the cruise, the last, what, six days of the cruise was not impacted. It was four or five days early in the cruise that was. At maximum speed, the ship can reach somewhere around 22.6 knots. Uh, there has been no information shared about what the ship's speed can be with this technical issue as a concern. This is not the first time Carnival Panorama has had issues impacting the maximum cruising speed. Last August, the ship experienced a very similar issue on the same itinerary with adjustments to the port time in Cabo, as well as a delayed arrival back in Long Beach. Guests booked on upcoming Carnival Panorama sailings may want to reconsider their post-cruise travel plans, particularly any early flights from either Long Beach 
or LAX, as well as other regional airports, just in case of delays on future sailings. All right, so we got some issues with the panorama. She's going to be late getting home, folks, which is going to screw up, you know, some 8,000 people, 4,000 people getting off, 4,000 people getting on. Yeah, sorry about that. All right, I'll be back with a couple more things after this. Do you have a bad back, bad hips, bad knees, or any other mobility issues? Think about Scoot Around. For scooters, walkers, wheelchairs, even oxygen needs, delivered right to your cabin. Scoot Around for all your mobility needs on your upcoming cruise. I was just chatting with someone this morning and I recommended that they uh, talk to uh, Scooter Round for all their mobility needs on cruise ships. All right, guys, we got to take a look at the weather today. We got a system down there uh, right off the coast of Florida. Well, it's a little bit off the coast. Uh, and folks, I got to tell you up front, and this is moving in a weird direction. We're not used to uh, systems that move to the south in the Gulf. So it's aimed at Cuba, the western tip of Cuba, uh, by this weekend. But it's off the coast of Florida, and that's going to give us some headaches on the entire southern part of Florida as this depression continues to move slowly southward. As of 10 o'clock, that was about uh, an hour ago, the center of tropical depression two uh, was located. We get the uh, latest uh, the latest numbers on its location. Uh, located about 270 miles west west of Fort Myers, about 345 miles north northwest of the western tip of Cuba. The depression is moving toward the south about five miles an hour, a southward to southeastward motion at a slightly faster speed uh, is expected during the next couple of days. Maximum sustained winds remain near 35 miles an hour with higher gusts. The system's forecast to weaken later today and tonight and is forecast to generate to a remnant low by tomorrow. The pressure has dropped down to 1,002 millibars. Now, here's what's the problem, guys. There are cruise ships abound that are sailing today, tomorrow, and Sunday from Miami, from Port Canaveral, uh, from Tampa, even as far north as, as I mean, from yeah, Port Canaveral, as far north as Port Canaveral, from Miami, from Fort Lauderdale, and from Tampa that could be affected by uh, this uh, system. Now, it may or may not make it to tropical storm status shortly. Uh, this would this would be the time when, if it's going to get to tropical storm status, it should be happening literally as we speak. As of just a few minutes ago, it had not been upgraded. 
but they're expecting anywhere from one to two inches across all of uh, southern Florida and as much as five inches in, uh, you know, area, localized areas. So you know what five inches of rain in a couple hours can do to you guys and how much it can affect cruise ships coming and going as they do are going to be doing all weekend and affect flights coming and going from the airports, all of those things. So this could be a messy weekend for all of you guys in Florida. All right. I'll be back with a couple more things, including carnivals reorganization after a quick break from one of our network sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. We got enough of the weather out of the way now. Uh, you guys, uh, yeah, of course, be careful down there. The next story has to do, again, with Carnival and their reorganization. And this comes from the CEO, uh, Josh Weinstein, 10 months after his naming his becoming CEO. Uh, Josh Weinstein is restructuring, restructuring Carnival Corporation to remove layers, doing away with previous groupings such as Holland America Group, Costa Group, to create six operating units. He's also bringing Jan Swartz, former Holland America Group president, into a new corporate role. The six operating units include three standalone brands and three with a large brand supporting smaller brands. The presidents of the six units will report directly to Weinstein. Among the six units are Carnival Cruise Line, led by, of course, Christine Duffy. She now has Marguerite Fitzgerald, president of Carnival Australia, and P&O Cruises Australia reporting to her. At Carnival UK, Paul Ludlow recently took over the presidency, adding his role of P&O Cruises UK president, and incoming Kennard president Katie McAllister will report to him. The other uh, units are Aida Cruises, led by Felix Eichhorn, Costa Cruises, led by President Mario Zanetti, Holland America Line, led by uh, Gus Dantorsha. Uh, he will also have Seaboard President Natalie Leahy reporting to him. And, of course, Princess Cruises, led by John Paget. They will all report directly to Weinstein and along with uh, his corporate staff uh, will form the operating body for the entire corporation now. Uh, and, of course, that will include the um, CFO, David Bernstein, 
Chief Maritime Officer Bill Burke, Chief uh, HR Officer Bettina Danis, uh, of course, uh, Schwartz, along with the six operating unit presidents. And that's going to be the global executive leadership team uh, that now uh, will all report directly to Einstein. So a little shakeup in Carnival. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to see. That's all. Um, I have no problem at all with, you know, he's been there a while. He's been on a lot of ships literally around the world. Uh, he's talked and listened to a lot of people. So I have no problem at all with a major restructuring. But we got to see how it works. If the changing in responsibilities is going to make a change in uh, policies. So, I mean, there's a lot of things about Carnival that I like. There's a lot of things about Carnival that I dislike. You know, I've made my feelings about them pretty clear. I will still continue to sell Carnival. Don't get me wrong. I'm going on Carnival this fall. All right, we got one more story this morning, folks, that just, you know, I also posted this on my blog today. And this comes kind of as a addendum to uh, one of my supporters and is a extension of uh, something that we talked about over a year ago. Buckle up and prepare for some big news. Delta Flight Products, a subsidiary of Delta Airlines, uh, was established to rethink aircraft interior, and they have announced its backing of the Air for All wheelchair security system on commercial jets. The company plans to unveil its design prototype at the Aircraft Interiors Expo in Hamburg, Germany, next week. Chris Wood, a former Chili Chats contributor in accessible travel advocacy, is a partner in the Air for All seating product. Last year, he spoke to us about his design innovation with the announcement that Air for All will debut in Hamburg my friend John Morris of wheelchairtravel.org will be there to offer critical reporting on the product, its advancements, its features, and opportunities for improvement should it and will, and if it will come to uh, disability folks having a chance to uh, participate in the design and implementation. Uh, John said he looks forward to seeing, touching, and testing the Air for All system for himself and sharing his insights uh, with each of us. Due to the importance of the morning of the moment, uh, seriously, a major global airline has invested big bucks in bringing a wheelchair securement space to life. Uh, John is going over there and will cover it from the opening of the expo. Uh, and he will be reporting back to us uh, on a daily basis. So I think you'll hear some for that. Uh, if any of you want to support John and his travels, uh, you can uh, upgrade the news 
uh, subscription to a paid subscription, or you can make a donation to wheelchairtravel.org through PayPal. Uh, he said that he looked forward to sharing the big news with us next week, live from the floor of Aircraft Interiors Expo in Hamburg, Germany. And of course, I look forward to John's reports uh, next week. And congratulations to Chris on getting his his baby through and and a chance now that we can see this on airplanes. Folks, if some of you don't know what, okay, I'm in a little different situation than some of my brethren. I do not have to have service to the seat on the plane as long as I'm reasonably in the front part of the plane. Uh, if I'm in the back of the plane, I'm in trouble. I can't, I can't do that. But if I'm anywhere in the front half of the plane, I try to get even more than the half. But anyway, here's what I have to go through now to get on a plane. I ride my chair up to the door of the plane. I have to get out of my chair stand up, take the uh, gear, change the gear so the wheels roll for the guys that are going to take it down and put it in the luggage compartment. I have to remove both batteries and I have to disconnect and take off the joystick. Those go in a bag that I carry on the back of the, of the chair. Then, hopefully, one of the stewardesses or stewards has come out and helped with my carry-on bag or the bag that the batteries and joystick go into because I'm also carrying oxygen. So I've got three things to carry in only two hands, and I can't walk very far without being totally out of breath. So I have to squirrel my way uh, back to row seven, eight, nine, whatever I've been able to get when I've booked the flight. Hopefully, again, they've helped me get stuff over overhead as needed. Most flights that I've had, all but one, um, had space in the a little closet thingy up front to put the battery and stuff. So I didn't have to mess with that. And then I have to basically reverse it on the way out. I have to pretty much wait till most everybody is off the plane. Um, because it takes that long for them to go get my chair and get my chair back up to the plane door. Then I have to go out and hopefully I'm not blocking too many people getting off the plane because I have to unfold the chair, you know, unfold the chair. I have to insert the batteries properly back in the chair. I have to reattach, rehook up and secure the joystick. 
I have to get my oxygen down under the seat where the, my portable oxygen unit is carried. Get my carry-on bag and then turn the chair around and head off the, the you know off the plane down the ramp. This will change that entirely. There will be a place on the plane for a wheelchair. Now, I don't know if it's going to only be one on each plane. That's yet to be seen because there have been more wheelchairs than that recently on every flight I've been on. But at least for now, there would be a place for me to take the wheelchair right onto the plane, park it, and be done. You know, strap into a, the, the um, seatbelt system. Um, and go. So that would be awesome if that's the way it works out. That we're going to have to see when we actually see the thing in operation. But that's what I have to go through to get on an airplane. And then if for, for my guys that are full-time uh, chair users, like uh, Christy or Sylvia, uh, that's uh, they go through 10 times worse than I have to because they've got to transfer to be taken into the plane and in kind of dumped into their seat. And quite often, folks, it's it's just not uh, particularly uh, enticing to any of the disabled community getting on and off airplanes. That's why they let us go first. So we're not sitting there holding everybody up as we're going through all those machinations. So, all right, that wraps up the news portion today. Uh, tonight at six o'clock, I will be on uh, the Passion for Cruises USA Solos Facebook page and my YouTube channel my Facebook page as well with the update on the September 2nd, I'm September 2nd, December 2nd cruise on Norwegian escape. Uh, and no, at this point, folks, as of when I got a email from them a little while ago, they still have not heard back from Norwegian. So we have no updates until then, but especially you guys that have uh, indicated you wanted to go on this. I hope you all can join me uh, and Pete tonight at six o'clock so we can either say, okay, it's time to rock and roll or it's time to come up with a different plan. So uh, any of you feel free to join us. All right, Joanne's with us. Good morning, Joanne. Mike's here. Hi, Mike. Steve's with us. Dennis is here. Good morning, Dennis. Hot Air's here. Hello, everyone, from the ninth floor of the Holiday Inn overlooking Southampton. A view of the Queen Mary II and a Regent Seven Seas ship. Uh, Dennis says it's a pint. Yeah, it's a pint of beer. Yeah. I know. I've been there before. I was just fussing at Tom for 
drinking a beer. I've sailed with Tom. Uh, he will have a, a cocktail on occasions. Yes, he's not opposed to drinking. I'm just giving him a hard time. Mike says they use tartar sauce with the fish. Um, I'm like, I'm kind of like hot air. Tom, I prefer, I, I mean, I'll, I'll eat, use tartar sauce. But I prefer cocktail sauce too. Uh, although I'm not sure I'd go as far as getting them to bring me horseradish and ketchup and mix my own. Uh, but I understand how he do that because he just doesn't like tartar sauce. Hot Air says uh, it came with tartar sauce, but I don't like tartar. And Dennis is fussing at me as usual because I'm calling them boats and their ships. I know, Dennis. I'm irreverent on certain things, Dennis. You know that. Uh, and Mike says, preferably homemade tartar sauce. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, I like, I don't dislike tartar sauce like hot air does. Mike says, sorry, Tom, I should have realized why I wasn't served. There's Elizabeth. Greetings, Chili and the gang from another hot and sunny Cozumel day. 97 with the heat index at 9 a.m. Yeah, that's a little warm for 9 a.m., uh, Eli. Um, we're supposed to be in the mid-80s here today, which is considerable warming. And since I don't have, you know, I don't have a second show until tonight at 6 o'clock, uh, I probably will get outside a little bit this afternoon uh, and sit by the pool a while because I know it's going to be too cold to get into. But uh, anyway, I'm going to make it outside today. I didn't, I didn't make it yesterday. When I got done with Cruz Amigos yesterday, I sat out in the chair and that was it till dinner. I just done. <laughs> Emily's with us. Good morning, Emily. Uh, Dennis says, or malt vinegar. Now I, I enjoy some malt, malt vinegar too, uh, as well on, on good fish. Um, ooh, what I like malt vinegar over tartar sauce. I might have both uh, in that case. My preference is cocktail. I'll eat tartar. And I like malt vinegar. So, yeah, I just, I love fish. I mean, I eat fish. Almost every meal when I'm in the UK. I've always, every time I've been there, I've done that. I love that fish. Sherlock Eli, a source on Panorama. I am getting info updates soon. Poor crew have to deal with this. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine not landing until 3.30 in the afternoon, that would be awful. And then, so you got to figure, you got to figure at least a four-hour turnaround 
at the at the absolute uh, best. So, you know, that's seven thirty before they start loading passengers on. They're not going to sell before midnight again or later. Nikki's with us. Good morning, uh, Nikki. And by the way, uh, Nikki, thank you very much for the donation to the channel yesterday. I always appreciate that, guys. Hot Air says, I can't wait. Sounds to me like they have an engine that is not putting out enough electric to run the Azipods at max. Somebody lose a job from ordering the sunshine into that storm. Uh, no, they haven't yet. Uh, maybe it's because it's kind of become known in the industry that he was following orders. And I still... A lot of people feel that the captain still should have overridden the orders of corporate offices. I have mixed feelings on that one. Uh, clearly, they were wrong. Clearly, they were wrong in putting the ship and the passengers at risk, in which I think they did. So, yeah, from that standpoint, as it turned out, he should have overridden corp corporate and says, look, I'm getting the ship out of trouble. Uh, that was would have been a sensible thing to do. Cruise Industry News is reporting that the Epic is being repositioned to Fort Canaveral. Yeah, that's I had that yesterday, Hot Air Tom. Uh, you were uh, on a plane, but yeah, I had that uh, that story yesterday. Uh, it's going to be uh, homeported, you know, for six months or so in Port Canaveral. The damage sustained by the ship sailing through the storm is still probably less than delaying the cruise a day and offering credit for passengers embarking on the next cruise out of port. Well, yeah, I know that's still, man, that's, that's been a lot of people at risk. Sonny's with us down in Mississippi. It's 8.30 a.m. on the Panama right now, and no one has been advised of this delay as yet. My crew friend has not even been told. Holy cow. Well, I double-checked it uh, this morning. And my source uh, said at the time when I was getting the information that it's 3.30, my source was saying 2.30 and had not been updated for an hour. So, uh, and one of the caveats was that and the people on board may not know this yet. Yeah, well, too bad, folks. If anybody on, on the panorama happens to be listening to me, you're going to have a shock when you see what time you're going to get into L.A. tomorrow. Now, they got to tell them soon because people got to change flights and all sorts of things. Time to book seat 1B. Yeah, that's the other thing that I'm interested in. How are they going to charge this? I mean, are they going to expect wheelchair people to pay first-class prices for that seat? 
I mean, there again, I can't afford flying first class. That's why I don't fly first class. I don't make that kind of money. Don't have that kind of money. One B or one C. Yeah, I mean, I, but yeah, let's see what the, let's see how they're going to charge it. Yeah, that's that's the next. Is it going to be just one seat like that, or could there be multiple seats? Yeah, I don't know. Dennis, that's crazy about the damage being less and not going through the storm. They still have to give credit to the passengers. Yeah, I agree with that one. I had no idea you have to do all that with your scooter just to get on the plane. Well, it's not the scooter. The scooter they can't take down in the in the luggage. It's the chair. Um, but scooters, the airports won't let you even get close to an airplane with a, with a scooter unless you have a specific kind that's specifically improved. And still, they have weight limits before the the crew will uh, touch them. So uh, that's why most people, you know, have to go, th- like I've done in the past, go through wheelchair service at airports. And at the ports, till I get on board the ship for a scooter. You know, the... the Power chair gives me a different dynamic now in my traveling. <clears throat> but I still have to go through eight kinds of craziness to get on and off a plane. And keep in mind, you know, I, I have a certain time limit that I can stand before I go down. So, you know, it's it's um, it's dicey. Uh, we have the same issue for Cindy, but she has me to help. Yeah, that's the other thing. If you know, I travel solo, so you know, it's me or nothing, or whatever help you know, crew will give me. I didn't know that the scooters can be taken apart like that. Oh, no, it's not taking the scooters apart. See, you're, you're confusing scooters and power chairs, M. The power chair, the, the, they won't allow the batteries to go in the luggage compartment. So you have to take the batteries out of the chair. And then the joystick, which is what controls everything, is expensive. You don't want to take a chance on them screwing up the joystick and then you're stuck. So you got to take that off. Then the chair folds up and I change the wheel so that the guy can pick it up at one end and roll it. Okay. It's not a scooter. The scooters are too heavy. That's why they won't take scooters on planes. This is 50 pounds. Same as a suitcase. Em wants to know what the weather is in Southampton. Sunny and beautiful, a bit cool, but pleasant. And no rain. That's amazing. No worries. 
we call it a pint. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. A pint of beer. That's what Hot Air had. <laughs> I drink in mugs. I like drinking in pints. I, that, that's one thing I'd go along with is that if I was over there. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Chili Cruises, do you have your pool heater working? I don't know, uh, Tom. I haven't been out there. I don't see anything from the heat system we tried last year. Uh, I got to go see what's out there. And you know, again, it's not been it's not easy, especially when I get you know worn out to make myself get up and go out there and get the my chair out of the car and go around to the pool to check it. I just I haven't done it. I had. You know, until I got it open and set up, uh, you know, I was just staying away from it. So now I'm going to, today, go out there and do it. But no, I don't know about the heater system uh, that we were doing the solar heating last year. They didn't say anything, and I don't see anything. So I'm assuming they're not doing anything. So I'll have to send him a message on that. That the bill was bad enough for opening the pool and cleaning it. Uh, Chili was talking about his power wheelchair, not scooter. Yeah. I meant to say scooter, not chair. No, you meant to say chair, not scooter. My bad, Emily says. Uh, that fish dinner was only $10.95. Wow. Oh, yeah. I meant to tell, give, you, give them the price. Yeah, ten dollars and ninety-five cents. That's that's not a bad price for a nice dinner like that. That's pretty good. I don't have the UK money symbol on for pounds, so ten dollar, ten nine ten pounds, ten point nine five pounds is what you're trying to say. I meant someone at corporate should have been axed. Oh yeah. You guys have patience with those scooters. Way to go. Emily still doesn't get it. We're not talking about scooters. We're talking about power wheelchairs. Uh, I'm so glad you guys can go through the whole process for the plane for your scooters. No, for our chairs. They don't take scooters on airplanes, Emily. Carnival Panorama is currently going uh, 20 knots about halfway up the coast of Baja. Yeah, so it's down three and a half knots. And then we finally caught on. Oops, power chair. The power chair is a lot of work. Bravo to you guys. Thanks, Em. I know what you were saying. I give you credit, Chili. You're brave to do all that. Well, you know, I do it, you know, partially for me number one, and partially to show other people that are sitting at home feeling sorry for themselves. Damn it, you don't have to do that. Get out and go. Yeah, don't be afraid. Try it. You know, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Because not everybody's in the whole situation I am that not only has to do all with the mobility challenges, but then has to deal with oxygen on top of that. You know, so yeah, 
If somebody is sitting at home thinking, oh, man, I'd love to be able to do that again. Do it, dude, or do that. Come on with it. We'll be more than happy to work with you. Help you out. Do whatever it takes. You know, we've got resources to help. We can get you scooters. We can get you wheelchairs. We can get you power chairs. We can get you you all kinds of things now. I mean, I choose to go on cruises. That's my preferred uh, trip. I've got some people that are interested in going to land vacations, you know, to go to, to you know, uh, St. Lucia for a week or something like that, you know. Uh, I'd, I'd be happy to go along with that, too, if we had enough people wanting to do it. So... My friend just said that they are now arriving at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Well, that's clearly better than 3.30 tomorrow afternoon. That's what everybody is being told on the panorama right now. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Okay, that's an, that's better. Uh, so uh, that's, uh, you know, maybe they're, they're going a little faster than they thought. So maybe they've got this thing, you know, either fixed or partially fixed if they can cut that much time off of what they said earlier today. Uh, Elizabeth, and that is why we always do an NCL post-cruise flight deviation and don't rush to fly home. Enjoy the part city and no issue if the ship is delayed. Yeah. There is definitely some, some good sense in that. Uh, hot air, Tom. Uh, and again, I have a tendency. Well, I usually check on the uh, air rates, and I'll go with the the cheapest. I still, you know, that's just my nature. I'm going to save a buck if I can. And sometimes the cruise line flights are not the cheapest. Sometimes they are. It just depends. But yeah, if one can do that, it's certainly that would that's the ultimate. That's the safest uh, way to avoid problems. And I'm glad that you can do that. You and Cindy can do that. <clears throat> that part is awesome. All right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. Uh, again, don't forget tonight, six o'clock for all the folks that want to find out the latest update, whatever it is, whichever way it goes on the December 2nd cruise. We've also got some information on some new, uh, folks, uh, new cruises that have been posted on the, uh, Passion for Cruises USA Solos uh, uh, page. Now, one that I'd love to take, but uh, anyway, we'll we'll get into all that tonight at six o'clock. So, feel free to join us. I'll be getting a link out on that uh, soon, shortly, and getting that around to all the normal uh, uh, points. 
All right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for the weekend. Everybody have a fantastic weekend on the first weekend in June. That's going to be nice weather for a good bit of the country. You guys in Florida, stay safe. You're going to have some rain. It looks like quite a bit of rain. So just be careful. Uh, at least this isn't going to be like you know, severe, you know, like a hurricane or tropical storm. You know, it's just going to be rain and some wind, but not killer. So, all right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. You know, as always, uh, glad you're with us. Oh, don't forget, thumbs up. Appreciate that. Uh, and also, if you have not subscribed, please do so. And hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when I go live or when a new video is posted. And I'll talk to everybody tonight at 6. If not, possibly over the weekend, if anything major happens. And if none of those come about, Monday at the same time and same channel. For now, this is the old fat travel guy. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Think about cruising. And hopefully one day soon, we'll all get together on the high seas. Have a great day, everybody. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you'd like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner. Hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be, to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply.